So, listeners, uh, you're probably going to know something a little bit different about today's Cube Critics. Maybe even a little weird. Yeah. Our beloved Samantha Matsumoto is not with us. Sorry, I should not have phrased it like that. <laughs> she's in Europe. She's not dead. Oh, like, she's <laughs> on vacation. Exactly, yeah. And uh, right now, I get to work with the original Cube Critic, Mr. Ewan Kerr. I'm back. Here they are, Aaron Woldeselassie and Ewan Kerr, the Cube Critics. For the last week, my sister has been sending me notes saying, you should go and see Guardians of the Galaxy number yeah. three. Yep. I've not managed it yet, but you did. I did end up going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. In the third film of the Guardian saga, we see the motley crew of heroes reel from the return of the formerly deceased Gamora while attempting to save their beloved friend, Rocket Raccoon. And if those names don't mean anything to you, don't watch this movie. <laughs> Like, okay. like a lot of Marvel movies now, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 isn't something you can jump into cold. It's got way too many characters and references. You've got to be invested in them. Yeah, like a casual viewer can't really enjoy or watch this movie. But but unlike so many other Marvel movies, this film has so much heart, so much humor, and a great soundtrack. All of which are calling cards of director-writer James Gunn. Gunn gives us so many great moments of levity followed by tragedy that, that really allows us to enjoy watching these characters realize who they are with and without each other. Is this really the last one? A lot of these characters do end up walking away from each other. Despite that, I'm going to tell you to definitely check out Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's a really great movie for the theaters. You're going to have a lot of fun and you might even cry. Ooh, yeah. it's always good when you can cry. Who doesn't want a good cry? Yeah, true, true. I'm really torn by oh. the thing that I saw this, okay. this week. Mrs. Davis, which is on Peacock, the, the streaming service that very, very few people have. Right. It is the most bonkers storyline. I mean, and I use the term bonkers very carefully. He doesn't throw bonkers around. No, no. This is about a nun called Sister Simone who is battling an all-powerful artificial intelligence system named Mrs. Davis. Oh. It's prescient that they put together this TV series to come out right at this moment. But the thing that's weird is this service, this this AI, has brought about world peace and solved all social ills, but the nun just thinks it's a bad idea. And so she goes head-to-head with it. Sister Simone is played by Betty Gilpin, who many people know as Liberty Bell from Glow. Glow. That's right. She has her own complicated reasons for hating Mrs. Davis. It is wonderful to watch. This is from um, Damon Langeloff, who made Lost, who made The Leftovers. There is a huge plot twist, like every 15 minutes, like ginormous plot twist. Here's the, the, the thing I'm torn about. The whole series starts with this scene of astonishing violence. Oh. And I know there's a lot of people will never watch another second of this thing, having seen this. It's actually, it's a medieval scene. I'd even recommend jumping forward 10 minutes if you don't like bloody violence and then start watching it. It is so brilliant. Is it it just is the, so smart. Is it just the one instance of blood and gore in the there, series? There's, there's some more blood and gore in it later. It is not for the faint of heart, this series. There is a lot of sweary words. There's some very complicated <laughs> relationships. There's some questions about faith, about magic, about just about, can you believe what you see nowadays? But really, I think it's worth seeing. So it's called uh, Mrs. Davis and it's on Peacock. Uh, as we both know, I've, I, I love everything nun related from the flying nun to probably this. So I can't wait to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you.